1: Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land.
1: 525,600 minutes, a year in the life since the pandemic dimmed the lights on Broadway. Nearly 100,000 workers in the theater industry lost their jobs, but now artists are banding together, vowing the curtain will rise again and Broadway will come back better than ever. The Save Our Stages bipartisan bill is what I call a miracle. It's about putting people back to work and it's about people who've lost virtually everything. The tickets have to be affordable. You cannot say, hey, everybody, come back to Hamilton at $1,000 a ticket. You have to say, come back to Hamilton at 100 bucks a ticket. We can't use the arguments of the past, the
0: things that have held us up, toward any kind of progress. It's really time to take some of these arguments that we've had and some of these preconceived notions about the theater. We need to just re examine everything.
1: The Broadway League says it hopes theaters will reopen again in the fall. I think we all hope so, too. We don't have a crystal ball. Things that we thought three months ago are no longer valid.
0: Hello there, I'm Ollie Southgate, and from the Broadway Podcast Network, this is Putting It Together, and at long last, our fifth COVID-19 special. Full disclosure, I've been promising this newest addition to our pandemic series for quite a few months now, but to tell you the truth, I've had nothing new to say. Theatres both in New York and around the world have truly been in stasis since the last extension of closures in October last year, which set the official closure date of all Broadway theatres to be at the earliest, May 30th, 2021. It's worth remembering that with that announcement, the Broadway League also added many caveats about the time it will take to get shows back on once the green light is given, the liability issues faced by theatre owners, the implausibility of a socially distanced work environment, and the still endless list of unknowns at the time. They were brutally clear. This date was just the new closure date. Nobody saying anything about reopening. And with that, an industry that had been in a constant state of flux for six months suddenly became one that was mothballed for the foreseeable future. Since then, we've all sat and watched the world go by, because, well, we had no other choice. A presidential election, the holidays, emergency use authorization for three proven vaccines in the US, and the subsequent injection of over half a million vaccine doses around the world, 150 million of which were in the US. We've also seen attacks on our Asian American communities, and a rallying cry from another minority group to stand with them, to fight for them and protect them. The Broadway Podcast Network proudly stands together with the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. We've donated to the AAPI Community Fund, AAPI Progressive Action, the National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance, and AAPI Women Lead. But just as with the BIPOC community, there is so much work to be done at every level across Broadway to ensure equity and representation for everybody. That change starts at the top, and I encourage you all to have open and meaningful discussions with your colleagues across the industry about what that means and how that change comes. For six long, slow, painful months, after frantic postponements and re and re-re-postponements, you get the idea. Last week, some official news finally came. It offers some kind of glimpse of a light at the end of the tunnel. Here's New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on March 25th.
1: The work we have to do now to get a the theatre community ready to make sure that this extraordinarily wonderful and important industry is good to go for the fall, we've got to do that now. We've got to lay the groundwork for a strong comeback for Broadway and Off-Broadway. Our theater community needs it. These are folks who have given their heart and soul to creativity, to making New York City great, to making Broadway the envy of the world. They deserve it. They deserve the opportunity to come back and do what they love. But our city needs it too. It's part of our identity. It's part of who we are. It's part of what people love about New York City here and all around the world. And it is so important to our future a hundred thousand jobs in our theater industry an economic impact of 15 billion dollars a year we need it back on every level and the hope that comes with live performance the hope that comes from our cultural community this is also absolutely crucial this is going to be a year to turn things around and Our artists, our performers, our cultural community are going to lead the way and encourage people and inspire people. So it's time to raise the curtain and bring Broadway back. So the next four weeks, we'll be setting up dedicated... He
0: goes on to outline some key steps. Dedicated vaccination sites for theatre workers both on and off Broadway pop up COVID testing sites right in the middle of the theatre district, and city-approved crowd management plans for before and after shows. Officially speaking, the league hasn't announced anything new at the time of recording. The earliest possible date for a curtain to come up remains, on paper, June 1st. But nobody is under any false illusions. That's still a fraction too soon to be considered realistic. What I'm currently hearing is this. There are a couple of blockbuster shows, the kinds of shows that even after a year and a half of being closed don't have too much to worry about, that are planning to be in performances again around Labor Day. For our non-American listeners, this year that's September 6th. And from there, reopenings will be on a rolling basis depending on the needs of each show, with every musical and bigger budget play aiming to be back on stage ahead of Thanksgiving in late November. Some of the newly announced plays and the shows that hadn't even started playing might be looking at January. But Broadway will start looking in some way recognisable, like some version of what it was last March, over the course of the fall. These performances will not be socially distanced. The expectations remain that masks will be mandatory, that all cast, crew, front of house and back of house workers will be both vaccinated and rigorously tested, and that some form of crowd control will be in place. Timed or staggered entry, minimal paper tickets, extended intermissions, these are all possibilities, although no theatre owner has yet been willing to say on the record what their official policies or changes might be. This isn't all pie in the sky thinking though. One show has already put its flag in the ground. Diana the Musical, one of the many hotly anticipated openings of last year previously postponed by the pandemic, has announced it will resume previews at the Long Acre Theatre on Wednesday December 1st, and officially open on Thursday December 16th, after hitting Netflix two months earlier in October. And back in February, although the exact dates are still to be confirmed, a new show, Keenan Scott II's Thoughts of a Coloured Man, announced that it would be coming to Broadway as part of the return season, and staked its claim to the Golden Theatre, formerly due to host Martin McDonagh's Hangmen, before that show announced swiftly after the closure began that it would not be continuing. With these announcements beginning to trickle in, it won't be long before more and more shows follow suit. If there's one thing I know about pre-Covid Broadway that I highly doubt has changed, it's that nobody likes to be last. Although we should expect one more league announcement of a revised closure date, with the city now voicing its support for a solid plan to bring the industry back, it will be just that. One more. And that announcement won't be another, don't get your hopes up, but we're closed until at least insert date. This next one will be the one that says performances can resume anytime from, based on what we know so far, probably the first week of September. That date will also light a fire under something else that's been pretty elusive for the past year, the Tony Awards. Currently, best guesses are that these will end up being aligned with that reopening announcement, so that the shows that perform and win can still see the benefit in some form from the resulting ticket sales. You can expect to see those air about the same time of year they usually do, in early June, albeit a year later than originally planned. And although there's always rumours, right now at least the plan is still that they'll air digitally only, without the usual CBS broadcast. So let me sum that up, that's an announcement in late May or early June, a swift mounting of the Tonys shortly thereafter, some shows in September, most shows by November, and all shows by January. Based on the latest CDC estimates and the current pace of vaccinations, 500 million doses will have been administered by early August, and that's about the number that needs to be hit for herd immunity to be possible. I'm encouraged and delighted to also share that I'm going back to work next week. Only for a few days, but to me, if producers are willing to put some money behind these dates, that makes them feel a lot more genuine than many of the other timelines we've explored on this show in the past. That's all I know so far. I grant you, it isn't much, but it is something, so I wanted to lay it out and put it on the feed. As we begin to see signs of life coming back to the business of Broadway, I'll continue to be documenting it here. We'll be talking not just about the logistics, but also about the federal response and the distribution of the Save Our Stages grants, the ongoing discussions around insurance payouts, something that's saved some shows and been withheld from others, and what's happening on the marketing side, both show-by-show show and industry-wide, to make sure there's a willing audience in those seats when theatres do finally reopen. We'll explore what the comeback means for theatre workers who have said they're parting ways with the industry, and whether they'll now reconsider that decision, and what's happening in parallel with Broadway's reopening in London's West End and in Australia, where several shows are now back up and running successfully. If you'd like to be a part of those conversations, please do get in touch. My contact details are coming up. Until then, please stay safe, get the vaccine as soon as you can, and when the time comes, do me a favour. Even if it's not something you'd usually do, buy a full-price ticket to a Broadway show. For the next few months, we'll be covering some of the obstacles faced as Broadway shows plan to come back, and what the industry solutions are to them. After that, I'll be covering opening nights and reopening nights as they happen. I can't wait to be there, and neither should you. Putting It Together is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals for the Broadway Podcast Network. Our theme music is by Euless Pican, with additional music in this episode from Allegory Music and Olive Music. Artwork and editing is by me, Ollie Southgate. You can find me on Twitter, I'm at Ollie Southie, or take a look at my website at ollisouthgate.com. As always, my name is spelled with an I-E, not a Y. I'll be back on the first Friday of next month, with interviews from professionals across the industry to check in on how the comeback is beginning to take shape, and what we can expect from the rest of this year. That episode will be with you Friday, May 7th, but until then, thanks as always for listening, and goodbye. Have you ever wondered how your favourite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud, with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favourite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening?